Um, hey guys, so it is only uh, myself and Tim today. Yeah. Uh, we uh, Kyle is MIA, MIA this week. Uh, I will be MIA next week. So we will actually not have a new episode for you uh, for the next couple of weeks, which kind of sucks. But instead, what we're going to do is we decided it was a perfect time to do a couple supercuts and uh, look back on where we've come. I mean, we've come so far. We've done, what, 18, ep- 17 episodes? I, I mean, believe so. I mean, that's like nothing. Like most most podcasts have like 100 or something. It's, um, it's felt like quite the effort. <laughs> it's, fe- it's felt like a while. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of weeks. Uh, 17 weeks is a lot of weeks. Um, and now we're breaking that streak, but whatever. So what we've done is I've gone through and tried to find snippets of the best goofs from the first 10 episodes. Uh, and you were about to listen to about 17 minutes worth of it. Um, it's some pretty quality stuff, I think. We talk about what? Bananas? The yep. uh, What else made it in? Uh, birthmarks. Birthmarks. Uh of French yeah. uh, such, such memorable moments. <laughs> yes. What what's that? French stereotypes. Yes, French stereotypes and of course the the chess pigeon. Oh, the so, chess pigeon. Yes, is, it's very very good. That's well, like our our anti-hero kind of mascot. I think so. Yeah. Like we have the we have little fact hopper. That's our that's our corporate mascot. Yes. So then our edgier sort of tween mascot is the chess pigeon. The chess pigeon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pooping on, pooping on chess. Anyway, so enjoy this this cut. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is uh, we are going to start, I'm going to be posting uh, YouTube videos on the We Should Know Better YouTube channel daily this week. So you can check them out. It's going to be um, basically just a bunch of uh, these clips uh, kind of in, in more bite-sized pieces. So this would be the perfect time if you're like, I, I think my friend would really like this podcast, but you know, I, sending him a whole podcast to listen to is kind of crazy. So you know, you go find a clip that you like, that you think your friend would like and be like, hey, you listen to this. And they'll be like, oh my gosh, like, where do I get more of this? How, how do I bring this into my life? Um, and then you give them the pamphlet that we all sent you. You did. You did get the pamphlets, right? Yes. It's <laughs> should I, mean, I if, know better <laughs> is the name of the should. pamphlet. <laughs> and then the inside says, we says, should know better. Yes. Yes. You should know better. It's just little pictures of us, like, like nineties, uh, like testimonial pamphlets, versions of us. Like chick tracks. Yes. We should know better, and Dungeons and Dragons is of the devil. Is of the devil. Yes, you can find those uh, by searching uh, "We Should Know Better" podcast or the "We Should Know Better" podcast on YouTube, um, and you can subscribe to the channel there, and uh, you'll be getting those whenever we update them. And uh, as always, if you'd like to hit us up uh, outside of the podcast, you can reach us on Twitter at uh, WSKBcast. Uh, that's also our address on Blogspot, wskbcast.blogspot.com. We also have a Tumblr at wskbcast.tumblr.com. Uh, so just uh, keep putting uh, random words and stuff at the end of wskbcast, and you might even find some secret ones that we've made. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys, that'll be it for us uh, this week. Uh, hope you enjoy. Yep, enjoy. 
Hey guys, welcome to a very special <laughs> holiday episode of We Should Know Better. Uh, I am Sky. I'm Kyle. And I'm Tim. And we are the We Should Know Betters. <laughs> We're a group now. <laughs> I'm just going to cut that out, guys. <laughs> no, don't. Man, There's gonna, we should know out. better. There's going to be a lot of starts and stops to this one. So that was the uh, bruise quiz. But I guess I have to find something else. Uh, you guys know a decent amount of bruises, apparently. I that bruise quiz, man. We, you did. Yeah. School of Hard Knocks, my friend. Oh, wow. Wow. I, I have a physical, my wife is a physical therapist. Fair enough. Yep. And I've run into so many doorknobs. <laughs> um, so they just, they, I, I guess the letter written by American loyalist William Franklin to his son, William Temple Franklin, um, it, I, I guess he was just there and he's like hey will you give this letter to my son and they were like yeah i guess or i guess jean-pierre was like we sure uh and they give it to my grandfather ben (laughs) no because he's probably just shagging some some chick in a also possible yes he's banging Uh, a hooker in hollandaise (laughs) (laughs) uh welcome to we should know better uh where we hitchhike through wikipedia i'm sky i'm kyle (laughs) i'm tim (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well i am what's wrong with you that you are tim it was good um i wonder if pushy peas is actually something someone uses or if they just put it in there to rhyme with grated cheese and melted cheese <laughs> grated cheese melted cheese mushy peas mushy peas are dried marrow fat peas which are first soaked overnight in water with bicarbonate soda slash baking soda then rinsed in fresh water and simmered with a little sugar and salt until they form a thick green lumpy soup. And I know why. I know how we figured out milk. Okay, I know how we got there. How did we get to mushy peas? Why did we do this to ourselves? Oh, it's British. Okay. There you go. <laughs> oh. Uh, so tonight uh, we have uh, the two guests that are always with me. Can you introduce yourselves, please? Uh, I'm Kyle. Did you ever introduce yourself? What? Oh, I'm Tim. Yeah, you're Tim. Jeez. And I'm yeah, Sky. I was, was going to do it after introducing you to be polite. Oh, oh I see. Take charge. <laughs> hey, don't do pick on how he hosts. He's, he can host however he wants to. This is my first time here. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Am I ruining it? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> Trolling around the world. What do you call a troll in other languages? What? Uh, in Portuguese, more commonly in its Brazilian variant, uh, troll uh, is the usual term to denote internet trolls. An older expression used by those who want to avoid uh, anglicisms or slangs is complexo do pombo and zandrista to denote trolling behavior. And pombos and zandristas, literally chess player pigeons. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it, according to an uh, an adage that uh, says that it something is the same as playing chess with a pigeon. The pigeon defecates on the table, drops the pieces, and simply <laughs> flies away, claiming victory. Oh <laughs> that is done, loser. That is the best allegory I, or metaphor for a troll I have ever heard. Oh my gosh! Wow, you could just drop the mic and walk away mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Pardon me, boy. Is that the Chattanooga Choo Choo? Track 29. 
boy, you can give me a shine. Uh, oh. What are you talking about? Good job, brain. He, he doesn't that's remember. The name, the, that's the name of the show, right? Yeah, yeah. Good or good or job brain. Good job, bur brain. My my brother, my brother, and me. <laughs> NPR's Planet Money. Is that no, it? Kyle. Kyle's good job brain. I'm I'm either Roderick on the line or my brother, my brother, and me. Whoa, Tim. Whoa. You are lady Sky to lady. Have what? <laughs> what's have what's going on? What did did you come up with? Uh, are are you coming up with like podcast alternatives to each of us? Yeah, yeah I'm just saying what what each of us kind of contributes to the group. What podcast each of us is? There we are. Because Kyle, you go off on like. Oh my gosh! Let me break this web page, like this this Wikipedia article down for you. Here are all gosh. the facts and the interesting facts. You do not even know it. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I'm taking my pants off. <laughs> <laughs> and Tim's just like, witty banter, witty banter, witty banter. I don't know. I don't know what. I, I guess I don't listen to witty banter. Oh, you know what? You're Judge John Hodvin. Like you always, uh, yeah. You always Actually, that. that's where I was going to go with it. Yes. Yep. Uh, the podcast where we hitchhike through Wikipedia. I'm Sky. I'm Kyle. And I'm Tim. Woo. My family <laughs> lived in Chicago until I was eight. I love the Kellogg cereal factory and the ice cream with the ice cream sundae at the end and the Heinz pickle factory tour where you got a pickle and a paper hat. A oh, pickle there. wearing a paper hat? No, I think you get a pickle and a paper hat. And a paper hat. Oh, okay. <laughs> you get a pickle in a paper hat. It's like if you go to if you go to um uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania, and you take the Hershey tour, you get a free Hershey bar. At yeah, the I did actually have a friend who who did that, and uh, she was very excited. But she gave the uh, she gave the the candy bar away because she uh, she bought so much chocolate <laughs> at the actual <laughs> plant. She's like, well, I don't need this. I actually had a, a great aunt and an uncle who lived in Hershey. And they actually got asked to not come back to the tour because they wait. would go at least like twice a week <laughs> to get a free what? candy bar. Wow. It kind of be like an end of the night thing. Like, hey, you want to you want to go get a candy bar? Oh, yeah, sure. Gosh. Just have to oh. sit through this 10 minute tour. How many times does it take to get kicked out of the Hershey tour? It apparently depends on if you use disguises or not. <laughs> it depends on how good you are at it. Yeah, yeah, if you bring wigs. <laughs> exactly. Let's go with one. One. You are going to banana. <laughs> I have already gone to banana. <laughs> <laughs> We're already we are already at the stage of banana. Uh let's see. On Mad Libs, uh I do really enjoy the name or the the history of how they came up with the name mm-hmm. though. Um Yes. Because it seems like something that is very much a Mad Lib. Uh, Mad Libs was invented in 1953 by Leonard Stern and Roger Price. Stern and Price co-created the game, but couldn't agree on the name for their invention, which, of course, I mean, yeah. No name was chosen until five years. This went for five Five years? years. When Stern and Price were eating Eggs Benedict at a restaurant in New York City. I don't know why that's important. Yep. And it's not cited. No. All I want to do now is go through Wikipedia articles and just add that people were inspired while eating Eggs Benedict in a restaurant in New York City (laughs) to everything. While eating, the two overheard an argument at a neighboring table between a talent agent and an actor. I'm definitely not going to try to ad-lib any lines from this. (laughs) According to Price and Stern, the overheard argument 
in the overheard argument, the actor said that he wanted to ad lib an upcoming interview. The agent clearly disagreed with the actor's suggestion, also with his choice of eggs, retorted that ad libbing an interview would be quote unquote mad, mad. Stern and Price used that eavesdropped conversation to finally create the name. <laughs> it took them five years. <laughs> this is what they needed. This is the inspiration. <laughs> do you have one, Tim? Uh, a birthmark? Yeah. I do not believe no Tupperware. I, do. I have like I have like a mole. But I don't think that counts. <laughs> no, it doesn't, it doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually have one, and it's on my knee. And okay. if you look at it in one direction... It is a like dinosaur. It's a, like a brontosaurus. <laughs> if you look at it at the it's other brontos. direction, it is a bat. It's also a dinosaur. Oh. It's like an eight bit bat. <laughs> wow, it's a pretty badass birthmark. You, you've it. thought about it's this house, like yeah. <laughs> Everyone's staring up at the clouds, making shapes. Guy's just staring at his knee, like it wait, makes wait, a bat. That wait. cloud looks like a duck. Wait, it's it's a T Rex. <laughs> Guys, look. If you if you cross your eyes and sort of look through it, you can see it in 3D. I'll, I'll have to post this. Fo- I'll have to post a photo of my birthmark on the. Oh, this is great. On the post for this episode, so all of you can see. I hope it's still there. I'm wearing jeans. I don't know. It's got to be right. Birthmarks don't disappear, do they? <laughs> they don't. They don't like step out for a smoke or something. If that's what you're thinking. No, I just don't know if it's like you grow out of it or something. No, you grow no, out of birthmarks. Okay. No, if you if you lose a birthmark, you need to. You should probably see a dermatologist. Hang on, I gotta take off my pants. <laughs> <laughs> and see. and the rating on this minutes. episode just rose. Yep. Oh my gosh, I don't know where it went. Oh, here it is. Oh. It's on the other leg. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's fine. Oh yeah. my gosh, guys, there is a thing. There is toe cleavage. <laughs> You guys, there is toe cleavage. Sure, and it's sure. not it's not what you think. You think, oh, scientific <laughs> like, like space between your toes. That makes sense. That's what I would guess. Yes. No. This is a thing what? where part of the toes are exposed up to, part of what it specifically says in the in the Wikipedia article, because there is a wiki slash toe underscore cleavage. It's specifically <laughs> women's toes. Partially exposed in low-cut shoes. Wow. Oh, I think we just discovered okay. something about someone. This is a thing that is... Hey, I'm just... I'm as shocked as you are, okay? <laughs> I'm No, I'm saying about whoever wrote that page. Yeah. But yeah, sure. There is not much on it, but it's pretty much what you'd say. <laughs> it's pretty much what you think what it is. not what I thought at all. No, I really thought it would be like out of the tip of the toe, but no, this is no, someone who's hey, shooting it. Do you see this little <laughs> crease where my toes start? Yeah. See my plunging toe line? Yeah, but you know what? I guess where my shoe does not like, fit? It doesn't make sense to me, but foot, foot, I'm not a foot fetishist either, and no judgment. I mean, I know it's a thing. Sure, whatever. It's just one of those yeah. things that doesn't make sense to me. We all have our own mm-hmm. things. But it's just, yeah, I guess that would be something they're into. I don't know. Yeah, I sure. My yeah. guess is that someone has... Uh, Someone wanted that to be a Wikipedia page just so they could be like, yeah, this is a real thing. Yeah, this is totally a thing now. There's groups of us. There are literally dozens of us. (laughs) Literally dozens. Literally dozens. Uh, (laughs) There's a great image here um, from uh, circa 1910 
uh, a woman exiting a bathing machine. Yes. Or I, I guess it's basically, I, I'm guessing it's, it's a machine where not a machine, but it's more like a wagon that just goes uh, sort of into the water that I guess you can change and then just go immediately into the water. Yep. So you're not, you know, I'm sorry. Exposed. Is the name of that image. Don't be afraid. Yes. Is that what that's? <laughs> the image is called Don't Be Afraid. Yep. It is of a woman who is wearing what nowadays would qualify as like a full dress. Yeah, very modest. It dress. Comes, oh, it yeah. Com- the skirt comes down to her knee. Yep. Yes. And yet she has her arms folded over her as if she is exposed to the world. And, <laughs> and there's a rather manly gentleman in uh, a bathing suit uh, consisting of a blue, blue uh, shorts. Sink. And it's what looks like an Aladdin vest, <laughs> um, holding his arms out to her as if saying, either saying, don't be afraid, or if saying, hey, check her out. <laughs> <laughs> ta-da! Or like, yeah. Yes, ta-da! Um, Coming to the grips of my big creepy mustache. And it's just, yeah, don't be afraid, come in. <laughs> He's wearing like your standard like dystopian apocalypse jumpsuit. <laughs> Like he just came out of the <laughs> that vault. That's kind of what that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, she's not going anywhere near him with that mustache. That is what she's afraid of. It's less about her modesty and more about his. Yes. Yep. Got to put that thing away. Why, is it, why doesn't he have a mustache cap on? Either. Little, little tiny <laughs> either, mustache caps. Either shave the mustache or grow a full beard. Exactly. No in-betweens. Thanks. A big part of uh, Australia's animal history is... Um, animals killing people animals be well and then people being like hey this this animal that just killed this guy this other animal eats that animal so let's bring him over here and they introduce invasive species that then become that you know populate become pests uh so is that how kangaroos happened i mean <laughs> no oh. it's how there's like there's like a frog species that like, oh yeah, went I heard crazy about in Australia. Yes. Oh, the cane toad. Yeah, the cane toad. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, so hunting in Australia has actually evolved around the eradication of animals considered to be pests. Wait, so invasive species are like the the uh, yes. invasive species that they introduce. Yes, native they- animals are hunted rarely in comparison to introduced animals such as deer and camels. Wait, we, they introduced camels. deer? Yeah, and camels. So apparently wow. camels are now pests. Well, yeah. I mean, camels, have you ever pests. talked to a camel? They will not leave you alone at parties. Wow. I put I put in camel. I put I started Googling camel pests, and then it finished in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> the Australian feral camel. Australia. Man. I told you, they, they show up late. They, oh, my they, gosh. They never bring wine. They're like, oh, I have it in my other home. This camel totally looks like it's a, like it would talk your ear off about, I don't know. <laughs> about being, about doing CrossFit? Is that what it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Look at that face. He's <laughs> like, well, I was going to my CrossFit class and I, I had to stop at my bike shop on the way, you know. They're mostly in the outback surviving <laughs> out there. That's crazy. You you add monosodium glutamate and which I think is just a version of salt, isn't it? Yeah, I kind of yeah. And soy sauce powder, mm. so salt and salt. Tasty, so just tasty put more salt sauce. in your salt. Yo, dog, I heard you like umami, so I put some salt in your salt. <laughs> um, how, do you, how do you like umami now? <laughs> <laughs> 
Umami's so, so I mean, fat. <laughs> I, I, I'm interested to know just what the makeup of seasoned salt is in terms of, you know, volume and percentages. Like how much of it is actually still salt? Does the salt still deserve to have the top billing? It's a good question. In this concoction. Things uh, people need to know these things. Well, I guess they would say that the other things are seasoning the salt. So whatever mm. you have, even if it's less, Holy even cow. If the salt is the, is the, you know, the lesser of everything. If you take like red ball, if you have like one red ball in a room uh-huh. and then fill it with, <laughs> with fill the room with a thousand green balls, right. you can't really say you are like seasoning that red ball or enhancing it. Yeah, you can. You're, you're drowning it. No, yeah. If that, if that red ball doesn't have the right flavoring and you want it and you're adding all that stuff to get the right flavoring for that red ball. Yeah. That, that. Almost seems point? like a seasoning genocide. Though. That's, 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 like, that's seasoned balls. <laughs> no, that's not where I was trying to go with this. Uh-huh. Wow. At, you at what point? Checks and balances. There you go. <laughs> at what point is the red ball seasoning the green ball? I mean, really. Right. Well, that's that's my point. If there's more red balls, if there's more red balls than green balls, Tim, then would they be seasoning the green balls? This is getting a lot deeper than I guess I it depends on what you consider the base. <clears throat> exactly. It's all about the base. Nope. Uh, nope. 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 We're going to get out of here right now. 